0: Get the full Bonfire experience on your screen. YouTube.com slash Bonfire Sports. Thumbs up, subscribe, you'll know when we're live. Enjoy the games. It has been quite a week in Blue Bomber land, frankly, across the Canadian prairies as we saw a thrilling overtime Final in Regina in the Labor Day Classic and the Banjo Bowl is going to be an absolute madhouse on Matheson. Lots to get to on the program today, uh, including comments from quarterback Zach Kolaris and head coach Mike O'Shea, both immediately after the game and then following practice today, which is Wednesday. Thanks to everybody out there for joining us. Reminding you that Friday at noon. Chris Walby will join me for Game Day Winnipeg in the pregame show. Uh, Zach Schnitzer will join me for the postgame, game day after dark, of course. And well, as always, joins me here on Bonfire Midweek. How you doing, Schnitzie? How you feeling?
1: I'm feeling good, buddy. I am uh I'm not quite as mad as the bomber players are right now, but I'm I'm ready for some revenge. On Saturday, baby, I'm ready for some revenge.
0: It's a chance for immediate retribution, immediate revenge for the Bombers following the 32-30 overtime loss in Regina. Uh, Lots has been said, lots has been digested uh, this week, and the Bombers return to the practice field. Um, Before we get into uh, Kolaris' comments after the game And uh, Mike O'Shea's comments after the game, the headbutt from Pete Robertson. He was suspended one game, uh, presuming he will serve that uh, on Saturday in the Banjo Bowl. No word yet uh, on if he will appeal, but it's not looking like he will. Uh, I'm thinking we would have heard something by now, but uh, I would love to get right into our weekly segment that you bring us. And that is your sober second thought. Now that you've had a chance to digest the Labor Day classic.
1: Well, of course I always have my question concern and crazy good moment. DB. Um, my question was actually echoed on the coaches show this week and by Jeff Hamilton in the free press,
2: the rouge,
1: not the second rouge that made it a three point game. The first rouge. The one with about 90 minutes, 90 minutes, nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. We gave up a single point. This game went to overtime. Every point mattered. And I bring up this, Rouge, because it cost us. Because we were only up by three at the end of the game instead of four. So they kicked a field goal to tie it, DB. But Firestarters, I'm fired up. Because we didn't need to give up a single point. With nine minutes left. Parker let the ball go over his head, which he should have done. He was at the 10-yard line. That's the strategy. Bounced it like the four-yard line. It was the right play. Take a knee in the end zone. Well, sure enough, a rider player was in the five-yard halo. There was no yards. What happens if there's no yards in the, in the end zone? You get the ball at your own 30. 30. But O'Shea decides he it's, it's going to be worth it to give up a point to the Riders in a tight game to take the ball at the 40. 10 yards difference for a point. And in a game that went into overtime that could have been a four-point game for forcing the Riders to, to score a touchdown, it was a three-point game. The second single point they gave up you know, you give it up because the ball bounced at the two. They would have run it back to what? The, maybe the twelve or thirteen. It's a dumb play. So that single I get. This one, my question is, why the heck did they do it? Well, on the post-game show, O'Shea said even he was questioning his own decision, which you never hear him say, really. But he, you know, he said the stats told him that it's easier. You're you're bound to score more points if you go from the 40 versus the 30. But we end up scoring a touchdown on that drive anyway to go ahead. That's the, that's the Pete Robertson headbutt uh, series. So my question is, why, why did they give up a point instead of just taking it 10 yards back? I don't get it. And O'Shea even said he's going to, uh, from now on, maybe give up, the maybe not uh, negate the points so they can start in the 30 and see what happens. Even he's not convinced. So... He had to look in the mirror for that one, DB. What did you think of that decision?
0: Yeah, in hindsight, uh, it was probably the wrong decision. Uh, Yeah. You know, one point versus 10 yards. And, you know, when that penalty happened, maybe it caught them off guard in their decision-making. It's been interesting hearing Mike O'Shea, um, you know, following the game and then, you know, later in the week, uh, now that they've returned to practice in, in prep. Um, but I don't think the coach is ever going to admit that they should have done something else because I think it can come across as an excuse. And I think that's the only reason he won't do that. I truly believe that. So, uh, like every game, win or lose lessons learned. And in the future, I think. Uh, he will be a little bit more aware of that. The coaching, the entire coaching staff will be a little bit more aware of that. Um, it was a very close game. Very, very close game, as frankly expected. Uh, because Labor Day games are always uh so hard fought and uh so you know tooth and nail battles, uh, which really sets us up for a, a banjo bowl rematch on Saturday, which is, is gonna be a beauty. Um but Obviously, the headline coming out of the game was the Pete Robertson headbutt to Zach Kolaris. Uh I want to uh, pull up Zach Kolaris's post-game comments in case people out there missed it. It was brief, just, uh, just really sixty seconds. Uh, well, let me so, let me
1: get to my concern and crazy. Oh, good I moment apologize. First always trying to eat into my sober second thought, Darren. I'm not going to be sober anymore now. I'm going to start drinking. I'm going to start drinking so it's not sober. Anyway, it's okay. I I cut myself off there. No, I mean, O'Shea did admit that he would think about it next time. Maybe he's going to do things differently. So, yeah, no, he's not making an excuse. I get that. Anyway, concerns. Obviously, you all know what I'm going to say for concerns. It's our bloody kick coverage. is brutal. It's putrid. It's absolutely putrid. Let me. You want to know how many yards Alfred had compared to Parker and McRae? Hmm. Parker and McRae together had eighty-four yards of returns on nine nine kick and punt returns combined. Okay. Alfred on ten had two hundred and thirty-seven. His kick returns averaged thirty-eight point eight yards. McRae's averaged thirteen point five. And when the riders had to tie the game, they started on their own 50 for God's sakes. Like our our kick return is is the worst in the league. Kickoff returns are worst in the league, DB. Our punts are third worst in terms of coverage. It's it's brutal. Like it's they have to clean. I, I said it's gonna lose them games, and it lost them the game. 237 versus 84. More almost triple the amount of kick return yardage. You just can't win football games that way. It's brutal. It's not just a concern anymore. It's uh it's downright dangerous for this team. And and they're going up against Alfred again. And God forbid they lose the banjo bowl based on field position, or if he busts one for a touchdown. Like something something needs to happen. And my crazy good moment is the end of the second quarter, Dembski. Has a 46-yard completion, which set up the Bombers' first touchdown, a diving catch to Drew Wolitarski, Darren, it was such a good catch by by Dembski. He basically one-handed taps it to himself, uh, and it wasn't even his longest play. His he had a 52-yarder later, and uh, and and for all that, he was rated uh, the top player by Pro Football Focus. This week, so pretty sweet for Nick Dembski. We call him the Canadian army knife, love that guy. That's my sober second thought. Now we can do other things, okay?
0: Okay, so as you guys know, or, or uh, you've noticed, your sober second thought is your question, your concern, and your crazy good moment, yeah, uh, baby. which uh, I love hearing every single week. Apologies for cutting you short there. Um, I'm I just uh, I've got a bunch of clips got lots that i've of stuff, cut up
1: buddy i'm excited
0: yeah i got a bunch of clips that i've cut up yeah. and um, l- let's dig right into it let's start with uh zach kolaris after the game it's f- 60 seconds of heat
1: zach how do some of your feelings after that game
2: well uh, we lost so we're, we're not happy about it
1: <laughs> you obviously it the light. obviously get that touchdown from kenny you've got one last chance to tie it up what
2: yeah we gotta execute about? on the goal line
1: the biggest difference in games like that, Zach. Uh,
2: execution, execution yet yeah. turn the ball over early, give him three points, lose by three.
3: You we were pretty heated on the sidelines after that hit by Robertson. What'd you see on that play? What'd you see? Saw a guy hit by me.
2: Yeah. You think the league will do anything about it? I'm not sure. You've been in this. You've been around for a long time. What do you, What would you What would your assumption be?
3: I wouldn't hold my breath. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah. It always
2: yeah. Surprise you. It happens all the time.
3: Yeah. I'm wondering. You know, in that kind of game, did it look like. I know you could look at a lot of different plays, but another slow start for you guys.
2: Yeah, not good enough. We didn't execute. Um, we didn't execute. What did we complete three passes in the first half? It's terrible.
3: So, how do you come for that? I mean, obviously this offense is a prolific offense. It's,
2: I don't know. Are we prolific? I don't know. We need to be better.
0: And just like that, not mincing words, is the Blue Bombers quarterback after the game. That is the entirety of his post-game media availability. Uh, In case you're wondering, 63 seconds uh, in total, it lasted. Um, If you couldn't make out the question at the end there from Jeff Hamilton of the Winnipeg Free Press, who had a great back and forth uh, with the Blue Bombers quarterback, it was, how do you account for that slow start, that tough first half with an offense that is prolific? And Kalaris stopped himself from saying it, but he's like, are we prolific? The way they're playing right now? Uh, I think they're leaving a lot of plays on the field. They need to be a much better team offensively when it comes to consistency. They can score. They've got weapons, but they should be doing it on a lot more consistent level from start to finish full 60 minutes. Um, great to see everybody in the live chat, by the way, I'm seeing uh, people hitting the thumbs up. I get little uh, alerts when it happens live. So hit that thumbs up right now. Uh, that's awesome. Um, But, uh, you know, Calaris had a lot to say about the headbutt from Pete Robertson without saying much and even referred to it, uh, today on day one of practice as, you know, he's like, thank goodness Jeff was there to, you know, say the things that I didn't want to say, which are, you know, are you expecting the CFL to do anything about it? And he said, I wouldn't hold my breath. He goes, well, there you go. So, uh, some some good comments from from the quarterback there. What did you think of
1: his uh post game thoughts? I loved it, dude. I loved it. Someone on the chat said he was hot under the Kolaris. Love that, James and the Pig. That's good. Um well done. He was pissed. I've never seen him that pissed. And poor Jeff Hamilton, the Hammer, has to take it, but uh he he's he's a he's a resilient dude, the Hammer. I'm sure he's fine. Well, he but- didn't
0: like that was that, there was nothing wrong with that exchange. Nothing wrong.
1: I'm not saying there was anything wrong with it. I was just saying, like, he was he was like, What do you think? You know, it's like when you have he a conversation it well. with yep. he handled it great, hammer. Like, uh, he, he knows what he's doing, but yeah, he's the president
0: yeah. of the football reporters of Canada for a reason.
1: He's the president, they let that he guy is. be the president.
0: Yeah, and somehow hammer? they let me be
1: one of the VPs. It's crazy. You're a VP token DB token <laughs> VP. No, there's some companies have so many VPs though. VP of marketing We have a few, v, we, we, we have a few of,
0: in the in the FRC but
1: um you VP know, of uh, fantasy uh fantasy sports whatever you, whatever what, what did you guys do the other night you had oh, your
0: well yeah just as a quick aside uh the Manitoba Sports Hall of Fame in the Sport Manitoba building downtown uh hosted our first ever media it's the media league fantasy football draft and lots of people tweeted about it i'm going to send something out uh, a little bit later, but uh, they want people to know that uh, they host events. So if you've got, you know, uh, any any sort of event, give them a call at Sport Manitoba uh, and the Manitoba Sports Hall of Fame. Amazing atmosphere amongst all of that. Um, like, you know, storied history and very cool artifacts and trophies and, and all different types of stuff. Um, so yeah, we, we, we did that, but, um, great job by Jeff Hamilton. Uh, no, uh, words minced, um, from the Blue Bombers quarterback or the head coach. Here's Mike O'Shea following
3: the game. Rightfully so. Ridiculous. I'm not sure why there's not a flag on the field that's got to go to the command center. I do not understand that. I hear it too many times that they didn't see it, you know. And uh, I I don't know what to say. I'm not sure what the standard is anymore, really. And I'm on the rules committee, so I have no clue. What is, I mean... The explanation is they just didn't see it. Like they just, they, you have two refs officials sitting right, standing right there? I mean, what, what are they watching? Yeah. I could probably ask what kind of the flavor ice cream they like. And so I didn't see it. So.
0: <laughs> what kind of flavor ice cream would you like? We didn't see it. We didn't see the play. Uh, O'Shea, you know, cracking a joke to uh, cut the tension a little bit with, um you know how disappointing it was that the play was not called a penalty by any of the on-field officials it was command center in toronto that ruled it obviously an objectionable conduct for unnecessary roughness um but the bigger issue here is that while pete robertson was handed a swift supplemental discipline with a one game suspension the next day he should have been removed from the game and i understand that You know, Cam Lawson's helmet contacted Jake Dolagala in the head. That's a penalty, right? Jackson Jeffcoat's helmet contacted uh, the Rough Riders quarterback in years gone by.
1: 2018 Western Semi.
0: The difference is between the white lines, between the whistles, versus after the play, and completely nothing to do with football. That's the difference. And well, unfortunately,
1: dis- Darren, sorry, I got to interrupt because I'm so pissed off about this. Uh, on social media, there's there's a bunch of Ryder fans, it seems, who don't think there's a difference. Who even say that the Cameron Lawson hit was worse, and 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 worse than that, they're saying Zach flopped like a like an Italian soccer player or something. People are saying like. How can you not know the difference between what Cameron Lawson did and what Pete Robertson did? One is a football play between the white lines. The other is an egregious, inexcusable headbutt after the play is over.
0: Yeah. Um, No, agreed. And I'll give you a piece of uh, free advice and everybody out there. Uh, Everybody has an opinion. They're worth what they're worth. Uh, You don't have to listen to people on social media right? You don't have to. Uh, so, you know, I know what I know and I know what I see and one is a football play that's illegal, but it happens, happens to the best, happens to the worst at the best of times and the worst of times. And another is an after the play non-football issue, right? Um, he should have been removed from the game that really would have done it. An ejection from the game, then you wouldn't have, um, you probably wouldn't have supplemental discipline afterwards. So uh, the Rough Riders won the game. Their league, you know, their leader in sacks with five, Pete Robertson, got to play the rest of that game. Um, and, uh, you know, the the rest is the rest. Um, however, uh, before we hear from Zach Kolaris following practice today, Uh, As well as head coach Mike O'Shea. Now that, uh, you know, the fog of war has cleared uh, and, you know, maybe uh, the intensity, the emotions, the boiling blood has calmed a little bit. Uh, Before we do that, uh, I want to draw attention to the Winnipeg Wolfpack. Now, they're a group of tackle football players in our community, age 16 and up. And the Wolfpack welcome a diverse group of athletes who love the game and travel. To play in different cities across Western Canada and the United States, experience coaches, promote growth and development in every player, and work to grow women's football. The Wolfpack, currently recruiting athletes who want to be empowered and find new opportunities within the game while playing games right here in Winnipeg. The Wolfpack are looking forward to an upcoming travel for events both in Canada and the United States. Their next event, it's just a couple weeks away. They're going to North Dakota, September 23rd. They are looking for players right now. There is the um, Winnipeg Wolfpack and there is the Winnipeg Fearless, two women's football clubs in the city here. So if you want to play football or you know somebody that wants to play football, really easy, just email wolfpack at gmail.com it's up on your screen right now it's in the video description below it'll be in your podcast description um but it's very simple Winnipeg wolfpack sorry info.wpg wolfpack at gmail.com uh big ups to them for uh sponsoring us for the next little stretch of time here uh on bonfire sports and, and great to support local amateur football uh here in the city and the province and uh, of course to uh, to have uh uh women uh, and girls age sixteen and up playing uh football is, is a pretty awesome thing because the game's for everybody. Um following practice today, uh quarterback Zach Kolaris uh had some uh, well he took some time to talk with reporters and I think it's uh it's worth your time to uh to bring it in as well.
4: How are you, How are you feeling? Everybody good? Feel so good. good. Yeah. yeah. How long did it was, it, was there anything lingering after that? Uh, after the headbutt?
2: No, nothing. Uh, nothing lingered uh, after the game. Just, uh, it was kind of just shocked in the moment, and then, um, you know, obviously a little, little angry after. Yeah.
3: How?
2: How? You get? A little angry after. Yeah.
3: How? How? Yeah. how, how ju- he gets a game now, which after the game you expressed maybe some concern that nothing would happen. How just? How unjust do you think is a one game?
2: You know, it's it's hard for a player to say. You know, I'll, I'll say, you know, again, speaking about it after the game, you don't, you never want to advocate for somebody to to lose a paycheck or, or anything like that, right? But um, again, I think we've we've kind of gone over this enough times. Um, a lot of us here with some of the decisions that uh, get made with protecting, you know, the quarterbacks in the league. So um, again, couple that with. Uh, uh, kind of the shock and anger from the moment and, and obviously uh, upset about uh, losing. Um, again, you, you don't want to sit there and advocate for somebody to lose Bay, but uh, um, you know, I just felt like at that moment something needed to be said, and, and, and Jeff luckily filled it in for me. Well,
3: and you need a deterrent, though, right? And that's the whole point of suspensions.
2: Yeah, you'd think, you'd think so, yeah. Do you feel the league took this one seriously? Uh, sure. Can
4: you please the- Zach, that the suspension that the league made a decision very swiftly so that this didn't draw on for too many days in the lead up to the rematch on Saturday?
2: Yeah, I'm not sure uh, you know, how they typically would handle something like that, or if it, it depends on what day it is. What was it, a day after a holiday or something like that? So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a big game. You know, where everybody's moving forward. Um, you know, obviously didn't have the result that we wanted out there. Um, you know, hats off to, to Sass for playing a good game, uh, especially defensively. Uh, you know, offensively, we didn't execute a high enough level. Uh, you know, felt like we left a lot of plays out there, but, uh, you know, a lot of it was, uh, you know, either miscommunication or, or Sass making a good play, so hats off to them well, for it.
4: played against Robertson enough times to know what he's all about. So were you surprised that a guy that's got the reputation as being a pretty honest player did yeah. what he did?
2: Uh, yeah. Again, I I don't think Pete's a, a dirty player at all. So uh, always been somebody I think is a a pro to go up against, and um, you know probably just let the, let the moment get the best of him.
4: Have you ever been hit by it before?
2: Uh, not like that, no. But yeah. you have been. Yeah, I mean it's football. You get hit by it all the time. Okay. Yeah, I mean I, I guess in a, you know during a play or, um, yeah, it's just never that late after a play. It was just kind of shocking. Is that it dramatically trip. different during a play and then after the play? Yeah, I mean, it usually if you if you do, you know, get a helmet to the face mask or to the head you're you're carrying the football, right? So, yeah, it's different. Zach, have you ever had the
3: chance with the league or anybody to say what you would like to see done in these kind of circumstances to protect the quarterback better?
2: No, I've never talked to anybody in the league or we're really the PA except for our reps. So, what would you say? I don't know. I'd, I'd have to think it through a little. I, I I'd have to think it uh, think it through and, you know, really I guess an argument is not the right word, but just uh, you know, I'd want to cover all the bases. And, and again, you're not advocating uh, to take you know money out of people's pockets. It's just to uh, to protect the position. And I think you know we talked about it last year with uh, you know, the the Jeremiah Mazzoli you know episode. You, you want to keep the players on the field. Um, you know, just because I'm a quarterback, I'm not saying this. I think the you know the NFL does it. The CFL should as well. You, you want to keep the quarterbacks on the field. So just that just kind of is what it is. Going back to 2019 already,
3: you made the point that you know you have to the injured player who gets the hit has to leave the game. Yet the other guy doesn't. I mean, that'd be a way to handle it. He's not losing the game, check?
2: Yeah. I mean, again, I don't I don't want to belabor any any, any yeah. more of it than we than we have to. Again, I'm not. I don't, don't want to advocate for people to lose money, but there, as you said, there there needs to be some type of deterrent. Um, and again, it's it's not up to me. And but I've I've never been uh, approached by anybody about it. So. Yeah. We belabor, that's what we do. Yeah,
3: yeah, <laughs> Are you bothered that it
2: wasn't called on the field in the moment? Yeah, in the moment I was certainly bothered, but, I mean, I would just assume that nobody saw it happen, you know? That, that would be the only explanation because it's, uh, I think it's, I mean, Micah was standing right there too, and Micah was pretty shocked that it happened, right? So it just, again, it was kind of a what-the-hell moment, you know? So I, I guess just a referee uh, didn't see it.
3: So what's the temperature between these teams heading into a- i think it's always a
2: great rivalry um you know again they're they're a really good football team really good defense um and, and you know as i said you know before the first game and, and even before week the week two game mm-hmm. it starts up front with them they're a really good uh really good front four they have great backers and do a great job on the back end so um you know i thought they, they they played a really good game we didn't so fun to get we're excited
3: sh- fun to get another shot at them right away when you lose your team
2: yeah you know you always want to get back out there on the field uh, especially after a loss it's uh it's never fun to sit around and and uh belabor
0: (laughs) so quarterback Zach Kolaris uh speaking to reporters today Zach and um you know uh, a little bit more refreshing but I I gotta say very impressed with the medal of Zach Kolaris very classy saying you know I don't believe Pete Robertson is a dirty player the moment got the best of him um you know asked uh you know, do you feel the league took this seriously? Pause. Sure. Said the Blue <laughs> Bombers quarterback, uh, which is very nuanced. And uh, I-, I like that a lot. Um, you know, it it raises the question of what is the CFL doing to protect quarterbacks? And you can understand why Zach Kolaris... Feels this way because he has been at the brunt of a lot of punishment through his career, Zach.
1: Yeah, <sighs> he's he's had a, he's had to deal with this a lot. I mean, what what could the league do that they aren't doing to protect quarterbacks? I wonder. You know, do they he 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 shied away from this? He doesn't want to see guys lose game checks, but do they suspend them for more than one game? Do they find them a higher amounts? Like, how do you protect quarterbacks?
0: Well, here here's the thing. the the one game suspension, I think, is probably what I would have expected. I guess you could put it. I, I think it's I think it's the right suspension. A two game suspension is like a nine game suspension in the NHL. When's the last time you heard of a guy, first defense? getting a nine game suspension or even a seven game suspension, or even frankly yeah. a five game suspension for one instance in their yeah. career.
1: Yeah. It doesn't happen. No. So if I mean, you, Andrew Harris got suspended two games for, for drugs.
0: That's a little bit different. Yeah. That's a little bit different, you know? Um, <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll leave that there. But, uh, you know, Kolaris has taken a lot of punishment in his career. I wanted to pull this up. Waiters, who's always in the live chat. What's going on, waiters? Uh, shout out to you. Uh, we're going to your YouTube channel right now with uh, a bit of a recap you put together, uh, of all of the hits that Kolaris has taken in his career. Oh, well, and unfortunately we don't, uh, Don't have the audio from the TSN broadcast of several years ago, but uh, this is uh, one hit he took as a member of the Hamilton Tiger Cats and uh, a helmet-to-helmet hit. That's Odell Willis with the Edmonton uh, football team uh, at the time. Here is Kolaris now with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And, well, who is it? It's Odell Willis again, then a member of the BC Lions. And we'll see a replay of this. Another helmet-to-helmet helmet hit. Uh, that one, Zach, I don't, I don't know about you, but that second one, a little bit more of a football play than the first one, which was pretty late. This obviously is the infamous Simone Lawrence hit late yeah. to the head when Kolaris was in a vulnerable position, sliding to the ground, um, which is always tough to see. Uh, so that's just three of the, like there you can see it clear as day. Kolaris down on the ground, like butt is on the turf and a hook slide. So you shouldn't even be going after him before that. There he is down and Lawrence finds helmet, helmet contact there. I think he was leading with the shoulder, but uh shoulder to the head, helmet to the head uh, as well. Um, so, and, and, you know, and Zach some... goes on to
1: beat him in the gray cup. Pardon me. Zach goes on to beat him in the Grey Cup with us, right? Sweet revenge. Yeah, a
0: few years later. But there's Kolaris having some words with uh, with Simone Lawrence. After well, Simone Lawrence is an ass uh,
1: clown. I'm sorry, he deserved it.
0: Here is one. Uh, Garrett Marino put on Zach Calaris, Uh now a member of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Uh, watch for the replay here. Uh, another one where. Didn't need to happen, but uh, you know, there's Garrett Marino, no longer in uh, in pro football. Um, here's another one with Winnipeg against the Edmonton Elks. Uh, of course, this is earlier this year. Uh, the Coney Ely hit to the head uh, afterwards, um, so. And then, of course, most recently, the Pete Robertson headbutt following uh an incomplete pass. So you see, football plays over. Don't tell me he's flopping. Not expecting mm-hmm. to have any contact. Chris Kolankowski uh going in there to uh have some words, uh smartly held back by Chris Kolankowski. Um but those are, you know, those are just some of the moments Zach Kolaris has had to endure in his CFL career. So you can understand why he uh, is skeptical that the Canadian Football League does enough.
1: Yeah, when you stack him up like that, eh? He has every reason to be pissed. I'm surprised he was so measured today. Hey, he's a classy individual. Yep. To, to go from taking that punishment just a few days ago um. Yeah, he's a classy individual, probably classier than the CFL deserves. Yeah, I agree.
0: I agree. Uh, Head coach Mike O'Shea also spoke following practice today and uh, was asked right off the hop about the suspension to Pete Robertson.
4: Robertson's suspension when it came down.
3: Yeah, I thought it was needed, and obviously they were pretty swift with it. Probably... Probably could have happened during the game, but you know, at least they reacted. Yeah.
4: Did uh, the league approach your team,
3: you, or or Wade, or
4: or Kyle about just the decision-making Not process? You Not know. No. Do you feel like that there was anything clarified for you? Because in, in the aftermath, you said that you weren't sure what the standard was with respect to, I guess, call in the field. Uh, yeah. Has anything been clarified? No.
3: Nope. Mm. Nothing yet. I believe. It will be i trust that it will be
0: mm-hmm. i'm going to pause it like there zach and just say i really like that answer from mike o'Shea i haven't heard but i trust that it will be something that we will discuss in the future
1: mm-hmm.
0: a little more from the coach here
4: but uh zach was at least that the justice was served for zach in this uh this instance
3: I, yeah i don't know i I would never think of it that way, I guess, you know, I, th- I'd like to see, I mean, if you want to curb that behavior, there has to be, I think an immediate response, you know?
0: Yeah. And you know what? I'll pause it again there, Zach, and just say, when asked about if justice was served, Mike O'Shea, you know, didn't want to address it directly, saying he doesn't think about it that way, but did say that, uh, you know, I think the most important point in all of this, and that is that it should have been handled immediately, removed from the game, and then you don't have to suspend the player.
1: Well, and, and psychologically, if you ever look at um, behavior management, the best punishment or the most effective punishment is immediate. It's immediate. It has to be immediate or else you lose the cause and effect principle. It should have been. He just should have been thrown out of the game. I don't know how the refs. Missed well, and
0: you it. think about it too, like a one score game and a player like you're gone. You can't play anymore. That is such a deterrent. And yeah. isn't that what that's about? Like nobody wants yeah. to leave a close game. Nobody wants to leave any no. game, but especially a close game because they feel that they can make an impact in it. Uh, that's the way you deter this from happening. You remove them from the game. Um, a little bit more from the coach today.
3: They're ejected from a game yes, for there something is. egregious. Yes, sir. Yeah. I know a punch thrown is pretty automatic, uh, mm. but I'm not happen. sure that's the way it is anymore. Yeah. I think the uh, officials have said that they have a hard time ejecting someone because it's a very big, it's a, it's a big outcome. Right, it can affect the game and the officials don't want to have that, um, that you know, they, they want to officiate a game without determining the outcomes, right, and ejecting a player in their mind could have a big effect on the outcome of a game, which I don't know, I think if we want, like I said, if you want the behavior corrected, um, that would be an easy step to get it done. Yeah. It's all about deterrence, right? I believe so. Yeah. What's the part you you are still hoping and expecting to get a clarification on? Yeah, just that part. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not that there wasn't a flag thrown immediately. That that doesn't. That, you know, yeah. Kind of, just the reach of the command center. You know. The reach of. Yeah, like how they have the ability to do that. I'd like clarification on that part. Right. Yeah.
0: Coach, could I, ask, could I ask your reaction to how Chris Kolonkowski
3: reacted in the moment to the headbutt? Yeah, guys are going to react however they're going to react. I thought Brady did a good job of trying to keep, you know, keep things calm down out there. You know, the, it's happened. Nothing really after that is going to make a difference except getting the penalty and scoring, right, which we did. So, um I'm not sure that there's, you know, any physicality retribution that way is, you know, it's going to end up in offsetting penalties. And we're right back to kicking a field goal probably or whatever, first down maybe. But the goal is to score, so sure I didn't I don't mind what you know their thought process, but I like what Brady did too.
0: I think there's a certain sect of us as fans that wants an eye for an eye.
3: But I don't feel like twenty twenty three football is is that anymore. I don't think football's been that way for a long time.
0: So there's the head coach uh, saying it quite plainly, Zach, that uh, eye for an eye doesn't exist in in football anymore. Um, But just prior to that, in answering Paul Friesen's question, wanting clarity about the reach of command center, right? Mike O'Shea's understanding, if I'm hearing him correctly, is that the command center can make that call to eject the player. So if nobody on the field saw it, Command Center should presumably step in and eject the player. Because that's a clearly if that's not an ejectable offense, what is? Mm-hmm. Let you alone on it? a quarterback. Let yeah. alone. And and Paul Friesen then asking about like, well, a punch is an automatic ejection. Well, it used to be you threw a punch, it was an automatic ejection. I don't think it is anymore. So O'Shea yeah. wants more clarity uh on those things and 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 rightfully so, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well said. You you yeah, you'd think the command center could eject a player. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Uh Well, moving on from that, uh, it's going to be a pretty heated game. I can imagine, uh, in the banjo bowl, I'm looking forward to, to doing the, the pregame show with Chris Walby Friday at noon, special time Friday noon, not just a special time, a special guest ahead of the banjo bowl for those that watch closely and listen closely. I think you might know who is going to join me and Chris Walby on the pregame show. Special guest,
1: Ooh. yeah. The tarpaulin.
0: Looking forward to that. No, on the pre on the pregame. No, not the tarpaulin.
1: <laughs> uh That's funny. He'll um, be draped all over you guys. The tarpaulin. You won't you know, yes. be able to get a word off. He'll just be right in your face. <laughs>
0: Well, they've been throwing at him lately, and he's been showing up. So, um, you know, oh man,
1: did he ever make a play on the ball in the in the Labor Day Classic? One of one of his knockdowns was unbelievably. I yeah. just don't know how he does it. Like going full speed, you can't knock the receiver too early. He just tipped the ball at the perfect time, last second. Incredible athlete. Yeah. Uh,
0: some people in the live chat mentioning uh, Dave. Foxcroft uh as the head official I think it was I think it was major
1: yeah it was Ben major
0: it was Ben major the the official uh yeah mistakes happen you don't you don't relieve someone of their duties because of a mistake wasn't that egregious let's be serious we're talking about people's livelihoods here um yeah anyway uh you know, even Zach Calara says, I, I, I don't want to advocate for someone to, you know, uh, lose a paycheck, right? Uh, it's all about, it's all about having a deterrent in place. So these things don't happen, period. Yeah. Um, okay. So that leaves it at that. I think we've touched on uh, most of the things we wanted to do, but uh, we need to go around the Canadian Football League as we always do off the top of the show this week, we'll do it a little bit later because we had some bigger fish to fry in the pan. Zach, did you get mm-hmm. to any fish frying when you were out at West Hawk?
1: I did not. I'm I'm not a, f- a fisherman. I have never really fished. Your p- pardon? <laughs> 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 what did you say? <laughs> I am not a fisherman. I've never really fished.
0: You're not a fisher.
1: I'm not a fisher. Okay. I've never fished. I don't, I don't, uh, I know people love it and swear by it as an activity as a hobby, as a way to get together with friends, but I mean if someone wants to catch me a fish and do a little pickerel fish fry or some walleye or whatever, love it I have nothing against fish
0: I, I might have to get you uh, out on um uh get you out with my country boys we we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll have a nice little we'll have a nice little fish
1: fry Definitely. yeah show me how to do it and uh I'll do it. Uh, Scott
0: Westerman asking, is practice tomorrow open to the public? It is not. It is not even open to the media. It is a closed practice. So if you weren't able to get to practice today, Wednesday, uh, you're out of luck. Uh, Walkthrough is open on Friday. Uh, You can find uh, practice times for that. I think it's bluebombers.com slash practice hyphen schedule, I believe. Yeah, but you can call the bomber's office and and they'll let you know. Call the bomber's store. Uh, They'll let you know. Uh, Good question there. Uh, Kyle, I wanted to bring this up. He goes, Darren, how long is today's show? Do I go shower now or wait? (laughs) Always wait. Always Always wait.
1: wait. But if you
0: can't wait and you really need that shower, because sometimes we all do, uh, that's the beauty of Bonfire Sports. On demand. Skip ahead. Backwards. Go fast forward rewind you can jump all over the place watch listen at your leisure um and uh, on your podcast app too if you watch on facebook if you watch on youtube go download it on your podcast app then you can kind of you know uh listen again or um you know, listen uh, in the shower yeah exactly there you go have some shower beers
1: shower beers i'm oh, having I'm there's all beers. these people on the chat who want to take me fishing this is great i'll even cook the fish for you just if you want to catch it show me how to teach a man to fish that's what you got right. to do that's right he'll
0: Don't never go food. hungry uh Jeff They'll Cabillas does home. bonfire sports provide notes so I can have time off work just because why, do, why does this
1: guy need time off work he already takes time off work during the work day to watch us as he should as everybody should no boss yeah. should ever have a problem with an employee watching bonfire or Winnipeg <laughs> sports talk for that matter
0: That's right. And it's going to continue following football season, even during football season with a little bit of NFL coverage here on Bonfire Sports. Uh, Really excited to launch that very, very soon. And we've got some irons in the fire Mm -hmm. heating things up on Winnipeg Jets hockey coverage. We are going to be on the Jets all season. Uh, I write for NHL.com, but I definitely want to get to you know, making some good stuff for you guys out there, uh, in Jets nation. So let your friends know that, uh, Jets coverage coming to Bonfire Sports. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be fun. We've got, uh, got some, some cool new things happening, uh, with it as well. It's not going to be your, your regular, you know, it's not going I'm to be excited. like we do
1: CFL. You're
0: gonna do it a little different.
1: Yeah. You're not going to, you're not, gonna, you're not going to, uh, use this model for NFL or NHL. No because you know. nobody can replicate the schnitz
0: no that is true that hey is some, someone
1: true. on the waiters makes a good point maybe we should do the show next tuesday because apparently there's a winnipeg sports talk trivia night on wednesday we don't want to oh, yes we don't okay get in the way of trivia night
0: well i would like to probably go to that trivia night that's the i thing. would like to
1: go too i've never been to a trivia night with them yeah. is it at little brown jug i imagine what time imagine. Oh, let's go I love trivia. I'm a trivial human being. I love trivia.
0: I love football. So I'm with Kevin Sproul. I'm excited too for NFL
1: coverage. Uh, Great to see
0: everybody in the live chat. Like Bombers 1985, uh, pun intended. I I don't know what your pun was. I'll I'll look for it here. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I don't even know. Let me know. Let me know. I I haven't seen you in the live chat before, but uh, good to see you there. Uh, A millennial in the live chat. Bombers 1985. (laughs) <laughs> Millennial. uh i like 7
1: that. p.m little brown jug
0: oh there you go okay very let cool let me
1: check my calendar right now no i'm just kidding i'll check later i'll check
0: later. um now uh going around the league let's do it yeah let's actually go around the league and uh, take a, a quick look in the labor day weekend slate of games uh which which were uh, a heck of a lot of fun to watch uh they were all you good guys... games yeah um, but I didn't get much labor i i I had to labor through Labor Day weekend, but uh I definitely enjoyed watching this game. Vernon Adams jr, another three hundred yard passing game Cody fajardo Zach uh just the long ball you were texting me uh during it the yeah. long ball absolutely killed the Alouettes,
1: yeah. Yeah, Fajardo, he he just doesn't have. He, I'll just say it plainly. He doesn't. He's not accurate enough on the long ball. He, you know, like he throws it inside. The receiver needed to catch it outside. So it's a so it's a pick. I think he threw two end zone interceptions that game, uh, which would have really changed things for the Alouettes. And I think he's the reason they lost. I'll say it like that.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: If if you like, if you if you're throwing. If you're throwing like there's not a lot of room for error in the CFL where the DBs are professional DBs, if you're throwing it inside and it needs to be outside, it's gonna get picked. He's just not good enough on the long ball. That's what that was a knock on him in Regina.
0: Yeah, well, it it led to uh, ultimately it led to a uh, loss for the Montreal Alouettes as the BC Lions. Broke a two game losing streak. Uh, They entered that game losers of three of their past four. So uh, the Lions now eight and four, the Bombers nine and three, the Rough Riders six and five. So uh, the West Division uh, continues to entertain. We know all about the Labor Day Classic in Regina. We'll move on to the Toronto Argonauts who uh, really had their way with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Uh, Taylor Powell continues to impress me. Zach, but, um, you know, Chad Kelly in his first game after signing that, uh, real healthy contract extension for clarity out there, he does not make the big check until next year. Next year, he will be the highest paid player in the CFL surpassing Zach Kolaris. But this year it was just a big fat signing bonus that he got. Uh, I imagine they, um, you know, topped up, uh, their salary cap for the 2023 calendar year. Um, but, uh, you know, the Argos continue to roll. They're nine and one bombers are nine and three. The Argos are out of bye weeks The bombers still have 2 bye bi-weeks. So we'll see how that continues to shake out. Uh, you pointed out that these two teams do not play next week, Zach. uh, Yeah. What the hell is that?
1: Why don't they have a rematch game?
0: It's a very strange thing. I do not know but we're going to get yeah. to the uh, the week 14 slate of games once we wrap up talking about uh, this game, which was oh, this tons was of fun. Week. Holy cow. Yeah, this was Trey Ford is a player. The numbers don't show yeah. it too, too much here. 137 passing, but it does right here. 135 yeah. rushing on 11 carries. He had a couple monster runs, averaging yeah. over 14 yards per carry. Uh, old pal Taylor Cornelius coming in in short yardage. He had a touchdown, uh, including the corn dog. Yeah, a large of two, as you like. A to large say Zach. of two,
1: <laughs> venti. Uh, a large. But uh, the
0: uh, the the Edmonton Elks looked to win their third straight yeah. game before the Stamps rushed back late and beat them in regulation with 22 points oh. in the fourth quarter. Uh, Jake Mayer. Decided to uh, play a little football uh, through for 315 okay. yards and uh, Markeith Ambles and Reggie Bagleton, uh, Mark and Michelle as well. I don't apologies for the the screen flash there, guys. I don't know why it's doing that, but. Um, the screen's
1: flashing you, Darren. Yeah. It's Hello. Inappropriate. Good morning. How about Trey Ford's run where he runs backwards, side to side, backwards, and then he ends up getting like 40 yards. That was one of the craziest quarterback runs I've ever seen. That's like Lamar Jackson uh ask
0: yeah doug flutie
1: ask ask esque.
0: right uh tracy ham
1: ask yeah crazy and crazy athlete nope. like this guy is a crazy athlete
0: bit of a bit of a pun there as well right playing for edmonton oh yes yeah Hamm-esque. very well done darren uh, i mean, you, or, I mean you yeah have to- tracy ham elks
2: yeah <laughs> uh, either way, yeah.
0: uh, saying that uh, just in fun and in all due respect. And how um, about that
1: that Dedrick Dedrick Mills like uh, dagger that that uh, walk off touchdown basically with like thirty four seconds left. He runs to the right behind his line. He runs into his own guy. There's no room there, so he somehow uh, pivots and runs to the left in for the touchdown. That was a crazy good run by Mills.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to pull up uh, the comment uh, on screen, but Sasha, that's a pretty funny comment there. Uh, yeah, oh, no, Ticona Potley, to Justin Fields-esque, definitely. Uh, Matt Dunnigan says he sees a little bit of Doug Flutie and Damon Allen in Trey Ford.
1: Yes, well, that's a high praise, isn't it?
0: Oh, yeah, no question. Uh, well, that brings us to uh, CFL Week 14, which is uh,
1: it's going to be <laughs> a good one, Zach. Uh... Sorry, I just saw the Sasha comment. <laughs> oh, okay,
0: <laughs> yeah, Jet, that's see, good. <laughs> Jets girl likes it. Jets girl likes it. I like it. Log.
1: I like it. I like it.
0: It'll be like the the Yule log. Maybe come yes. Christmas time, the holidays. We'll 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 get into some of that. But... You
1: Christians have such odd things. The Yule, like what's a Yule log?
0: Yule tide. Yule tide cheer. Yeah. Yeah, Christians. Yeah, we're a little weird. Yeah, little I mean, odd. I'm not a Christian per se, but I, I grew up in I a, a a household celebrating Christmas. You know.
1: Yeah. yeah. So did I. But, by the way, we celebrated Christmas too. My why lady, not.
0: she is she she's not uh, you know she she's Jewish. Uh, yeah. By well, you, At
1: least you, you you have some some good qualities, Darren. Some good judgment.
0: <laughs> good choices, right? What do they say? Good family choices. is the the friends are the family you choose. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I didn't choose you, but uh, you know, get what you get. <laughs> I chose
1: you. I chose you, Darren. <laughs> yeah. I had to settle. I had to settle
0: for Schnitzy. Uh yeah. yeah, I just, of course. Um, so CFL week 14 brings us to our picks for yes. sia dot com slash bonfire. And uh let's bring up our picks as of late. Uh Zach, you continue.
1: To, uh, <laughs> to log metal. the bed, leave Just, a st- you, st- steaming uh, uh, log, a uh, bonfire log in the bed every week. I'm losing ground every week to you, buddy.
0: You picked BC to cover four points, uh, which was uh, a pretty nice pick, if I might say so myself. They won by nine, uh, but then you had Hamilton to cover uh, 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 the you, seven buddy. and a half point that's underdogs you.
1: that they were. That's you. You're looking at yourself.
0: Oh, was that me? <laughs> oh, well, you just, g- you good, just on, good on you, DB. Humble brag. Oh, <laughs> Zach, you did this well, so look. well.
1: Oh, wait, I'm talking about myself.
0: I bet two units on, uh, on each of these, and um, that's a wash. So I remain at plus six. You put three units on the bombers to yeah. win by uh, to cover seven points. You lost that but then you gained one back by saying Edmonton would uh, not lose by more than five. And uh, you were able to squeak into that one. So uh, one back uh, after losing three. So you sit at minus nine this upcoming week. Let's look at the games for SIA.com slash bonfire. Uh, The Hamilton tiger cats uh, open the week in Ottawa as three and a half point dogs. Uh, I'm taking Ottawa. This is a really, really good line, by the way. And by good, I mean crappy. Good as in uh, really well placed. Uh, Ottawa, I, I think they will win this game and cover the three and a half points. Did you see Duke Williams tweet today? Orlando yeah, Steinauer, head coach of the Hamilton Tiger Cats, was asked about it. He said, Well, Duke Williams suffered an injury, and that's what the tweet was all about. But he essentially said, you know, uh, it's been great, Hamilton. You know, see you later. Uh I don't know if I have the uh the actual tweet in front of me here, but uh I, I yeah. think things in Hamilton after getting uh you know beat pretty well by the Toronto Oregonauts, I like Ottawa uh with those uh with the points. Um or sorry. Uh, Ottawa to, to cover the spread. Uh, you yeah, are, are you taking Montreal?
1: I hadn't planned on it. I think, you no, I'm taking Montreal. Montreal.
0: Yeah. I'm taking Montreal. I like Montreal. Um, I like Montreal to cover uh, the 10 and a half point uh, spread against them. Uh, I just don't think the Argos are going to, win a, you know, a two score game if they do 10 points uh, or nine, but um, you are taking the blue bombers. You got a big chunk on uh, the bombers to cover eight and a half sack.
1: Yeah, they, they screwed me last week, but uh, I have a feeling we are going to, just absolutely curb stomp the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. You think and we're gonna they will, come out eh? quick. Yeah, just like we did to BC in the revenge game. Mm. We're gonna come out quick. We're gonna come out strong. Kolaris is gonna be mad. Um, and I think that the, the offense, you know, I don't think you're gonna see Dalton Schoen drop balls like he did in, in the Labor Day classic in the banjo bowl, buddy. I think uh I think they're gonna take all that rage from last week and it's gonna make them focused. It's not gonna make them sloppy. It's gonna make them focused, and there'll be a few minutes about the bombers, and and just like uh, it'll it'll just be, I can't even think of the words, but I just think they're gonna beat the, sh- the living shit out of them, and I hope they Whoa. do. And I'm gonna be oh
0: language man, jeez. Oh, language. did you hear
1: the f bomb on the on the post game show on OB? <laughs> Someone got an f bomb. No, it was sorry, the coaches show. Someone got an F-bomb in there. It was oh, so no. funny. I didn't. Oh, my God. It was so funny. Uh, they had to cut him off immediately. So you're going heavy uh, on the
0: Bombers to cover eight and a half. And you're putting yes. uh, a sprinkle on Edmonton as yeah. uh, uh, two and a half point favorites at home in uh, against the the Calgary Stampeders in the rematch which uh, is an interesting line so uh, I got uh, two units on Montreal to uh, Montreal with the points and I'm putting uh, a sprinkle on Ottawa to cover three and a half at home against the reeling Hamilton Tiger Cats so sia.com slash bonfire tons of good stuff up there if you want to get to it Uh, NFL CFL NHL, NBA upcoming, uh, tons of great NFL games. You can play there as well. If you use that link, S I slash bonfire, you will get a 100% bonus up to a thousand dollars. Uh, you really can't beat that anywhere. It's Canada Sportsbook, by the way, speaking of bonfire,
1: why am I not wearing my hat?
0: Well, do I got to take my off it's now? sitting Is right next this?
1: to me. You got to take yours off now. Yeah. It's a beauty of a hat. Doesn't that look better, folks?
0: People are, you know what? You're just rubbing it in because people want it.
1: People do want it. They want it. Yeah. They want me. They want my hat. They want the hat.
0: I just want the the banjo bowl to come. And after that, I want it to be Christmas. But like Bombers 1985 says, it's not Christmas until Hans Gruber falls off Nakatomi Plaza.
1: Poor Severus Snape. He was a good actor. He died a few years ago, though. <laughs> you go right to that. <laughs> I'm dark. I, I not only did the bombers lose, they didn't cover. They didn't have the seven win by seven. I'm getting killed here with the units. I'm just in a dark place. I'm in a dark place.
0: Well, there's no reason to be. It's a beautiful time of year. The bombers have a loss in the rear view. The Madhouse is going to be rocking on Saturday afternoon. It's a 3 p.m. kickoff. So, this is your plan. You are going to catch the pregame show, Game Day Winnipeg, with myself, Chris Walby, and a very, very special Banjo Bowl pregame edition guest. And then, oh, following the a- game, Game Day After Dark, you and me, Zach, uh, we'll get the postgame show going
1: here on Bonfire. You haven't even told me who it is. Like, Keep it well, for the fire starters, fine. But you haven't even told me. Well, I'm,
0: I'm, maybe maybe I'll tell you later. Maybe.
1: All right. Okay. All right. I'll I got I got
0: to tell you about the the phone conversation I had with uh, uh, with somebody very interesting um, when we we're talking about Jets coverage here on the channel. Oh. Very interesting, interesting conversation. Well,
1: we we you need to get a Schnitzel and you need to get a Wallby, so interested to see who those people are
0: i don't know if i can ever replace the schnitz
1: i don't know if i can ever
0: find another walby
1: yeah but you can't find it you definitely can't you can replace me you can't find another walby that's for sure yeah well and Um,
0: uh a familiar face uh who has been on this channel before uh is going to join me for a little bit of nfl coverage this year so jets nfl cfl winnipeg sports top to bottom right here around the bonfire. So grab your log cozy up and uh, we will take care of the rest. Uh, great to see everybody in the live chat today. Always spirited in there. Holy met ma- 637. Make that 39, 639 comments in the live chat wow. today. That's awesome. We've, we've been on the air for an hour. Uh, that is amazing. Great job. Everybody love the spirited debate. Uh, in there. Um, if you're watching this afterwards, hit the comments below. I always uh, read those. Uh, so does Chris Walby. I don't know if you do, Schnitzi. I send you the good ones. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, by the that, way, that's what DB, you want to do. And then um, hit the thumbs up. Go do it right now.
2: Before
1: we go, I, I have two questions. One, do you still think that two point convert by Sean Bain was a catch? And two, what do the Bombers have to do to? Beat the living tar out of the riders this coming Saturday?
0: Well, I'll start with the first. Yes, I do. I still believe it was a catch. Um, I like the way Mike O'Shea put it uh, today. He said, if it was ruled incomplete on the field, then it would have been hard to find enough evidence to overturn. So it's probably one of those situations. But I mean, objectively, purely objectively, if that was a Nick Dembski catch or a Sean Bain catch, um, I think it was a catch. I feel he had full control of the ball. It touches the ground, but it did not assist him in any way. That's just the way I see it. I know a lot of people disagree with that. That's cool. It's okay if you disagree. You're still welcome around the bonfire. We can That's still right, talk. I'm not going to cut you off like other people seem to do. Yes. We'll leave it at that. Never mind. Leave it at that,
1: please. Yeah, yeah. leave it at I'll that. I'll
0: follow. I'll follow the lead of the Blue Bombers quarterback and just leave the obvious unsaid.
1: <laughs> yeah. And what? So, like, here, here's what I think we need to do to beat the Riders, and uh, then you, you jump in. I think we need to start faster. Like, he can't take. It can't take almost two quarters to complete a single pass. You've got to start faster. I also think they need to stick with the run if they can. Now, I don't know what happened in the Labor Day Classic. Like, Oliveira was going off in the first half. Maybe maybe the riders started lo- loading the box, so they just took away the run and tried to make... <laughs> I do. I do want blood and guts on Saturday. Um, you know, I, I, I think... Maybe they tried to take away the run so Bombers started passing more. I don't know, but stick with stick with Oliveira. He was he was just crushing guys. Um and limit those freaking returns. Yeah. You can't be giving up thirty odd yards per return on kick returns. You just you're not gonna win.
0: Jeff Bowes has punt it right coverage. There. Punt punt coverage. Punt yeah, coverage. Kickoff kick coverage. coverage.
1: All all the special teams. All of it. Brutal, yeah. just absolutely brutal. Yeah,
0: and a big a big key for the Bombers on on Saturday in the Banjo Bowl is for everybody in attendance to have a Bonfire Sports hat. Like Comet says, I'd like to work for Bonfire Sports. All I want back <laughs> is a Bonfire Black ball cap. You know, it, really trying to get it done. Really trying to get it done. But I'm trying to get some hockey and some some NFL football for you guys. So, you know, the plate is full. The plate is full. My cup yeah. runneth over.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, drowning me with all the spillover.
0: Mm, yes. Indeed. It's always the Darren Bond show.
1: It's always about Darren.
0: <laughs> no, no. It's all about the Winnipeg Wolfpack. You want to play some football? Girls and women aged 16 plus. You can play football. Uh, great coaches who are invested in you as an athlete and as an individual. It's about development. It's about having fun. It's about playing the game. It's the greatest game on earth in this uh, humble person's opinion. Find more information about the Winnipeg Wolfpack, info.wpgwolfpack at gmail.com. And that. Email address is also in the video description below. It's in your podcast description. Uh, If you need to find it, go to bonfiresports.ca. And there you'll find an easy link to our YouTube channel and you can, you can find it there. So uh, play some football. It's awesome. Love it. Shout out to Wolfpack. uh,
1: Speaking of shout outs, I got to give a shout out to, uh, who is it here on the chat? Bomber's 1985 again. He's getting another, they're getting another shout out. They called Jake Dolagala the green giant. That's pretty good. Ho,
0: ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho,
1: ho. Green Eat giant. Beans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The green giant. I love that. That is good. That's a great that nickname. I, I,
0: I really liked the post-game interview that Jake Dolagala did with uh, the in- incomparable Brett Dort. Uh, and, you know, Brett, thanked him after he's like, you know, thanks for leaning like Brits, Brits undersized, fun size. And, uh, Jake Dolagala, obviously six foot seven, right. <coughs> and Dolagala bent over and just like, did the interview almost like hands on his knees. Um, <laughs> you know, for the, for the post-game interview on, on TSN and Britt thanked him after that. And he's like, it, it's not about height. It's like, I couldn't hear you. So you know, he needed to to come down to that level, uh, which which was awesome. But uh, you know, um, shout out Britt Dort. She's done a great job uh as the new kid on the block yeah, on TSN. I like her. Um yeah, and looking forward to uh uh the old kid on the block, our good friend uh John Lou, who uh is uh now here in Winnipeg and he'll be manning the sidelines for TSN uh on Saturday in the banjo bowl. But uh with that, Zach, I mean uh you know, looking forward to the pregame, looking forward to the Banjo Bowl. It's uh, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Kids are back in school. Really you get a little bit of a breath as a parent. Uh, football yeah. galore with uh, two leagues going right now. Uh, hockey season right around the corner. Jets players arriving on the daily. Uh, and we got you covered here on Bonfire Sports. Everything's lovely, man.
1: Everything's looking up and uh, it will really look up if we lay the boots to the Rough Riders like we should, like we have the last number of, I think the last number of Banjo Bowls, we've just crushed the Riders. Like in 2019, it was 35 10, I believe. Straveller started that game. 2021, I don't remember the score, but I think it was like. I think we beat them by like twenty or thirty, and then last year it was like fifty-four to twenty or something. Um, so looking, looking for another Badger Bowl beat beatdown, buddy.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. It'll be it'll be a, a heck of a game at a sold out uh, IG Field, and better late than never. Good to see you, uh, Joey Slattery, in the live chat. What's going on, man? He's in the he's in the live chat. Holy oh yes, him him and his lady, huge fans of Bonfire Sports. They watch oh. together. All the time, um, yeah, it's great. And uh, we got the the Prairie Rivalry Bash going on uh, Thursday night.
1: Yes, no Friday, Friday night. Friday, okay. Yeah. yeah, at Finn McCool's. If you haven't got your tickets, it's the fr- it's a Friday before Banjo Bowl every year. It's a fun time. Last year, you and I were there. Hustler showed up. Uh, Dustin Nielsen even showed up. Remember yeah. that?
0: yep and uh i think there was someone there named kyle kyle Kyle, he had a big ring oh kyle walters
1: yes i bought him a beer was there i bought him a beer and had a little chat with him and his wife it was lovely you bought him a beer come on down uh uh connect with bomber vixen or reaper on on twitter or whatever the hell they call it um
0: call finn They'll they'll help you All right, as we always do around this time, I leave it to you to sign us off, my friend, here on Bonfire Midway.
1: Okay, I'm going to stick to my heritage. I'll say shalom. No, I'm just kidding. Sayonara, everybody.